I'm excited tonight. We've got our pastor with us. Pastor Sharkey from uh, Spokane, Washington. He's been up there a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. About how, how long? 30 years. 30, 30 years. 30 years, seven years don't seem like a long time now, does it? Uh, and in just, in just a moment, I'm going to invite him to come up, and we're going to just sit down, and we're going to visit. We're going to talk about living healed. Look at your neighbor and say, I am healed. Amen. How do you believe that tonight? I am healed. Amen. You know, what we want to do, uh, and, and it's really our heart, you know, Shelby and mine and the leadership team, it's our heart to, uh, to help you get every tool that we could possibly put in your hands so that you can walk in incredible victory. We, we believe that the life that Jesus came to connect us to is a crazy good life. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Talking about Zoe life, God life. It, 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 eternal life doesn't start when you're dead. It starts when you're born again. And so many of us just, I don't know if it's belief system, mentality, the way we are uh, raised. We have a tendency to not take hold of all that God has for us. And we accept less than God's best and reason it away. And we want you to know that what God said you can have, when we stand up every service and say, I am who this says I am. What we believe is that we are who God says we are. That we have what God says we have. That that's not a pipe dream. That's a reality. We have what his word says we have. We're going to do what God's Word tells us to do. Amen, church? Come on, guys. We're going to do what God's Word says we can do. Can a believer live in poverty? Yeah, he can. Sure he can. Look around. There are believers all over the place living in poverty. Does he have to? No. Can a believer uh, live and walk a walk of unforgiveness? Sure he can. But the fact is, is that God said to forgive, right? So if you, if you walk in forgiveness, you, you can have that power working in your life. Uh, you know, can sin rule in the life of a believer? You bet it can. It rules in so many lives, but it doesn't have to. Amen? Can, can a believer be sick? Of course he can. Does he have to be? I don't believe he does. And if I don't have to be sick, I choose not to. You, you know, sick days, I use those every once in a while. I just call in and lie. Don't want them to go to waste. I, I want to throw up one scripture before I invite Pastor up. Mark 8, 22 through 25. I just want you to see something here. I think I saw it flash for a moment. It's flashing. I might actually have to get a Bible. That's going to be weird. Mark 8, 22. Who's got a, a easy-to-read Bible, really big print? Normal translation, okay. That'll work. That'll work. I'm glad you brought your Bible. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Here's a story. They brought to Jesus a blind man, and they besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, he put his hands upon him, and he asked him if he saw aught. 
And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. And after that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Here's Jesus. Okay, just a couple of points I just want, want you to get right here. That they brought a man to Jesus who was having trouble with vision. Maybe that's our problem. Maybe we're just having a little vision problem. We're just not seeing things the way we should see them. And he took the blind man by the hand. You realize that Jesus is here tonight, and he wants to personally walk with you. That's good news, guys. He, he, he sent his spirit to just lead you and guide you, and, and he's going to take you by the hand. And it says and he let him out of the town. He let him out of the town. You might have to move from where you are to get to where you need to be so you can have the right perspective. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard people say, well, I've heard that before. Well, it ain't working. Maybe you should hear it again. Romans 10:17 says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I was taught my whole life that faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. That faith doesn't come by heard. Faith comes by hearing. Maybe, maybe if we could shift just a little bit, we'd get a, 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 a fresh perspective and be able to see some things that we've never been able to see before. And it says that Jesus spat in his eyes. How many of you realize that Jesus might handle your situation in a manner that you were not expecting? Think we should have a prayer line tonight? Yeah. Who wants healing? Yeah. It might, it might mess you up what Jesus has for you. Are you willing to shift? Are you willing, are you willing to be teachable? If you are, you might learn something. How many want to learn something tonight? Hey, man, would you welcome Pastor Rick Sharkey to the platform tonight? Praise the Lord. Well, I'm glad to be here tonight. Go ahead, seat. Glad to be here. This is one of my favorite places to be. I love your pastors. I even like their kids. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, that's a miracle then. TJ's doing a good job on the drums. Glad he got off the back road, got out of the comic books, and come up here and serve. No. It's really good to be here. Very few reasons that I can hold that have caused me to leave my church on a Sunday morning, but, um, and this is one of them. Glad to be here. I love this place. I love your pastors. They're great, not just great acquaintances and friends, but they're good pastors. I know lots and lots of them over the years and call them all the time, but you got some of the best on the planet. In fact, think about quitting my church and come here. It might work. Being an usher. So I'm glad to be here. God bless all of you, and uh, we'll just keep on doing good. Amen. Amen. Well, have a seat, Pastor. Okay. We're going to talk about being healed. We're going to be able to work the thing. Did you shut it down and reboot, guys? Uh, I, I really could use a Bible. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. How many of you know that one? None of you. Okay. 
says, I've set in front of you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Choose life. Look at somebody close to you and say, choose life. Choose life. Amen. Uh, I think we have to get strong and make some quality choices when it comes to being people of faith, being believers, and not allowing ourselves to settle into uh, a worldly, secular system of logic, but living by the Word of God, believing what the Bible says, learning how to apply God's Word. There's way too many people who are getting their hiney handed to them on a weekly basis, and it doesn't have to happen like that. Amen? It, it just doesn't need to be that way. And uh, it's sad when we have such great promise from God, but such little expertise as to how to get a hold of those promises and bring them into the reality of our own life. You know, we read books and listen to tapes and go to seminars, but why not be the hero of your own story? Why not, why not just rise up and be who God's called you to be? Walk in health, healing, victory, prosperity, increase. You know, God's plan for you. How many of you guys have ever heard Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. I think it's God's plan that we walk in health. And I think we choose to walk that walk. Don't you? Talk about it. Well, you know, I've graduated from a Bible school, Brother Hagin's, and in, in the Bible school, his, one of his faith dynamics was, was healing and, and how to walk in and not just get healing, but walk in, in divine health, divine life, Zoe life. So, you know, you, you catch that thought and you, you process it. When you first start talking and, and thinking about healing, you, you, you don't know everything about it. But I found this. That a life of, of divine health is something you catch, uh, revelation of it, and let it grow on the inside of you. And instead of healing coming from the outside in, it comes from the inside out. And most people are looking for the evangelist that can heal them. Now, I, I, when I say that, probably most of the time I'm coming from the angle of, of a believer, of a Christian, of a born-again blood-bought, spirit-filled, Bible-packing Christian, that they're thinking that healing is something that comes to you in, in, like, like a miracle. And, and healing can come and often does from the outside in. An evangelist, you know, you have a prayer time, the glory of God comes in the room, that uh, you take communion. There's a lot of ways for healing come from the outside in. But I believe God's big plan is for us to have it from the inside out. To where we don't look, and, and, and you know, I may say this over and over, but we don't go from we're well to sickness comes on and we're sick, and then we go look and press for our healing. So we go through life sick, well, sick, well, sick well on and on but we get to this place that we we catch the revelation with his stripes i am healed and then 
the enemy comes in and tries to test us and tempt us and rob us and, 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 and work his, his temptation world to where he's trying to take our, our healing. Most Christians don't know that they're healed. They think, um, you know, it just maybe a miracle will come along. If, you, if I was to add, walk down the street, it's a thought. You've got to change your thought process, your revelation. If I was walk down the street to somebody, a Christian maybe, and I come to him and I said, I'd say, hey, are, are you healed? And they think, they may say, well, I feel all right. You know, do you know something I don't know? Uh, or you used to walk up to a Christian. Do you know any Chris, sick Christians today? Chronic things, things in their life. You walk up to them and say, you know, are you healed? They say, no, but I want to be. No, but I believe in it. But their comment is no. And where we need to grow to this place, I'm just as healed as I am redeemed. As my sins are forgiven, my sickness is gone. So I'm no longer the sick, I'm the healed. And we need to get to that place to where we're not sick, well, sick, well. But where we're well and the enemy is trying to steal our health. And if ignorance is on us, he'll work us over. Pretty bad. And, and that's, that's the mind shift. You know, look, look at somebody close to you and say, get out of town. You know, Jesus walks up to the blind man and takes him by the hand and walks him out of town. Why? Because I think he had to get him out of the environment that caused him to just accept his current situation. You know, I, I think there's areas of our life where we just need to get out of town. There's some things we need to walk away from. It's too easy to, to justify the lack of manifestation, so we just start asking God to do something that He's already done. Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Look at verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all His benefits. So it's one of the benefits that we have it, just in being re, in relationship with God through Christ. It's one of the benefits that, that you have is health, healing. Proverbs 4, many of you have heard me talk about this a lot because my father was sent home to die in 1980 with cancer. And he'd been through radiation and chemotherapy. He had tubes up his nose to feed him. He was so weak that his head would fall over and have to reach up with his hand and push his head back up and, sitting in a chair on the fourth day of the month because he read a chapter of Proverbs every day. On the fourth day of the month, he read, My son, attend unto my words, hearken unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life to those that find them, health and healing to all their flesh. God's Word, health and healing. Health and healing. Health and healing. You know, may, maybe one of the shifts you've got to make tonight and... Uh, is to not be believing God for healing, but just begin to accept the fact that you've already got it. You've, that you're healed. Look at somebody. Tell them, I'm healed. What is salvation? Does anybody know the Greek word for salvation? No, that's the Greek word for saved is sozo. But the Greek word for salvation is the Greek word soteria. And it really is close in definition as, as the word saved. 
But it carries with it redemption. It carries with it uh, deliverance. It carries with it provision. And it carries with it health. So if you take a good Baptist and you ask them, are you saved? Yeah. If you ask them, you know, have you received your salvation? They'll say, yeah. And are you healed? No. Because a lot of good Baptists don't believe that Jesus heals. If it's his will. Or, you know, some get and some don't. But I'm telling you, in the mind of the Lord, salvation isn't one sliver. It's the whole pie. Full redemption isn't partial. It isn't just eternity. It's now and forever. Now and forever. But we separated that and broke it down. We, we have, through uh, doctrinal points, teaching, we've broken down healing to where it means you're going to go to heaven. The sin of eternal death is broken. But it leaves everything else away. You know, uh, let me, if I can, I want to look at that Psalms 103 um, and, and, and carry on what Pastor started off with. Psalms 103, and it says, you know, bless the Lord on the first two verses, which is a lot saying there, but for the sake of tonight. Verse 3 says, who forgives all thine iniquities and heals all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Man, there's like five or six dominant statements, but we've caught one who forgives all thine iniquities. You cannot, you do not have an argument of a point big enough to steal that away from a good evangelical. My sins are forgiven. All of them? I mean, adultery? I mean, even theft? Even blasphemy? You mean he'll forgive all of that? And they'll say, oh, yeah. But then you say, now, are you healed? Well, I still don't feel healed. And you know what? Not everybody gets healed. They have been ingrained with a watered-down, sometimes backwards, frame of mind. But I'm going to tell you, you need as sure as you know your eternity is secure. You need to know that you are healed. Has the enemy ever come in and tried to tell you, you know, you're not worthy? And that you're not good enough? You're not smart enough? You, you know, you made a mistake yesterday and, and you, you, you fell a couple days before that and then the enemy will come in and says, you know, you, you just really are, you know, got, you got a lot of problems. You're not really righteous. You're not really totally redeemed. And he can put you on a guilt trip. He can put you on, a, on, on, a, on an in, inferiority trip that will cause you to step back and say, you know, I can't worship anymore because I did this. And I can't volunteer anymore because I did that. And I can't go here because I made a mistake. And he'll beat you up on your, on your eternity. He'll beat you up on your, your security that you're righteous with God because of the blood of Jesus. Well, he'll do the same thing with your healing. He'll come, well, you feel this. And you know, so-and-so died. Not everybody gets healed. Well, not everybody gets saved either. But that's not the plan of the Lord. Who heals, who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases. And then he goes on and talks about who redeems thy life from destruction. Man, that's talking about life now, not in the future. I think, and, and for me, 
because I've been teaching on this for two months at the church, we got to wrap our heads around this and get that deep in our spirit that we know our healing is as sure as our names be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm not going to go to heaven because I'm strong or good, because He was. And I'm not healed because I got all the magic formulas, but I'm healed because with His stripes I'm healed. And we, we've, we broke that down and separated that. And, and we need to get deep on the inside of us. I am healed. It needs to be the controlling thought. And when sickness comes to you, you just say, I'm not taking that. Just the same, brothers, as you'll say, when you get tempted with lust or pornography or some of that trash, and it tries to invade your life and start working you over and getting you looking that, at that and getting you, it to own you and getting you meditating on that porno stuff, you've got to say, no, I ain't taking kick that thing out. It'll affect, it'll affect your redemption. It'll affect your faith walk, your life. Same thing with sickness. You've got to take care of both of them. Cast them down. Because that thought will come in and it will become the controlling thought. And you have to let eternal life and you've got to let healing be those. And in pro- prosperity the same way. It all goes down in the same things. It's like going to old country buffet. <laughs> How many of you guys go to old country buffet? Been there, done. Yeah. Lottie, Lottie been there a lot. You walk in there, and, and you know that, that that one long thing there on the left is just nothing but salads and dressing and croutons. Salad bar. You didn't know what that was, did you? It's because you always start on the right with the hot fudge and the ice cream. Well, life's short. Let's have dessert first. But then you got you got another section, and it's got mashed potatoes and gravy and corn and, and, and another one I'm getting hungry it's got another one in the back and, and it's got it's got roast beef and fried chicken and fillets of fish you, you get when, when you when, you know once the price has been paid you get the whole thing you, you're, you're not stuck on the salad bar somebody say thank you Jesus uh, you, you get the you get the whole package and I think what a lot of us have got to realize is that we're not getting the whole package. We're, we're settled in on it. It just depends on who we're hanging with and who we're running with and, and, and how, that, how that mindset's being shaped. Uh, Romans 8.6. Did, did I give you that one? Romans 8.6. In the Amplified, you know, it says, To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Look at it in the Amplified. It says, Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit is death. Death is separation. You know, to, the, the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason, without the Holy Spirit. See, without the Holy Spirit, I think you can convince me that healing isn't part of the package. But there's something in my spirit that the Holy Spirit keeps pushing that button, saying, no, there's more. There's more. You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to be separated from any of His benefits. Anything that God is willing to do for one, you know, he's, he's going to do it for all of us. And healing was provided, paid for. It's part of the buffet package. We get the whole thing. So how do we change this mindset? Well, you know, the, he said his word and healed him. I, I honestly think you have to believe it's in the book. 
And the, and the book is the, the book that says, whosoever believes in me, me will not perish but have everlasting life. When you believe that, your eternity is opened up. You've got to believe that he also sent that same word at the same time and, and healed you. And healing then comes from the inside out instead of you looking for the evangelist. There are born-again, spirit-filled people packing their book, and they're faithful to church, and they have to say, you know, so-and-so down there, the healer is down there in Tampa, Florida. Let's go down there. And oh, he's going to be in Dallas next week, and then he's going to be in Hawaii a week after that. So they're chasing the evangelist, looking for the healing evangelist, looking for the healing on the outside in. He's got the healing package. But grow-up Christians, people that got their head wrapped around it, Get past it. Now, am I saying evangelists aren't right? No, I'm not saying that. That's just one of the venues that God uses to get the church and the lost healed. Really, the evangelist is for the lost, not for the church. But most of the time, it's the church chasing them. Hello? They're not looking for this. And, and, and really, God's healing package is on the inside of us. He sent His Word. Well, it don't go on to outside of you. It goes on the inside of you. you get, you've got to get this Psalms 103 down in your spirit to where you don't take one part of it. Yeah, I'm going to go to heaven. And I can, you know, put up with all this other stuff. Just suffer through this old world. I'll just, just be drugged through this old world and barely make it by. I don't care if I die sick. I don't care if I die poor. I don't care if I die divorced as long as I die and go to heaven. Well, why, why, would, you, why would you have one part when he gave you the whole part. And that's what we got to catch around us. And how we do it. you got to believe it, believe it, believe it. That you are healed. You are eternally secure. You've got loving kindness upon you. He delivers you from destruction. He puts a crown on your head. That's, that's, uh, that's regal. That is, that is uh, royal citizenry. He puts that crown on your head. And not divide it up. Well, someday I want to get healed. Now, when somebody asks you, you know, are you, are you prosperous? Yes, I am. Inside out. You just got to grow it. Are you healed? Yes, inside out. Are you secure? Yes, inside out. Our, our, our inside has got to be bigger than our outside. You've got to have more confidence in God's healing than you do cancer. We, we, we respect today cancer. Yeah. You know, we have a fear of it. So-and-so, sister so-and-so has cancer. Well, what stage is it? we got stages. Because we, we, we know. And don't get stage four. Stage four cancer is the worst. And we'll say, you know, very few overcome stage four. Very few. So, we, oh, my God, I hope I don't get stage four. We need to have more respect for God's word. Then we do cancer. Now, is stage four bad? It's bad because it takes most people out. But when we let God's word inside of us grow to the point, it's, it's more respected than cancer. Then we got something. Now, someone said, well, pastor, and, and you know, we taught on this for two months. And pastor, I know so-and-so that died. And I said, you know, I, I know that this is war and I know this is a battle. But here's my frame of mind. If I'm going to check out, I'm going to go fighting. Yeah. By God, I'm not going to roll over and respect cancer and just say, oh, you know what, just don't cut me up. I would rather go to heaven anyway. I want to go to heaven. 
But I don't want to go on devil's terms or curse term. I want to go on God's term. But you gotta be you gotta be dogged about that. I am he he paid a price. And we haven't got the right to say, Oh, I'll take healing, but I won't take that other thing. That's almost a shameful thing to him. That we'll take part of your deal. It's like your, you know, your, your, your father comes and says, you know, here's what I want you to do. Here's the way I want you to live. Oh, I don't want all of it. I just want to take this. That's backwards. Dad would say, are you an idiot? Are you a savant? Are, are you in trouble? You know, did you lose something? You get hit in the head? Because I didn't do it for one part. I did it for all the parts. Look, look at Isaiah, if I may. Yeah, I, right. Isaiah. Look, look at this verse. Isaiah, fifty-three, and, and there's some great things. This is a picture of the cross and redemption. It starts at Isaiah fifty-three, one through, through on down the line. I want to start at verse four, just for the sake of tonight and our and our subject matter. Isaiah fifty-three, four. It says, "Surely, everybody say surely, surely." surely. That's not maybe. That's not, oh, possibly. It means positive. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But, now when they looked at him on the cross, they looked up at him and says, my God, he is beat. He is cursed. Anybody that has that on him, has had to have the judgment of God and man come upon him. We did esteem him smitten, stricken of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our what? Transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we, not tomorrow, not going to be, not maybe if the evangelist comes through, but we are. So if we are, then we are. That's, so I've got to say that because of Jesus and I receive his lordship over my life and I receive old things passed away and all things become new, I have to receive the whole package that says my transgressions are gone, my iniquities are gone, the, the cause of, of, of my peace has come, and I am healed. You've got to get that deep down in the basement. That's got to be your first nature. Tra- you know the difference between transgressions and iniquities? Transgressions can be forgiven. Iniquities can't. David had iniquity in his life when he committed murder and, and uh, adultery. He should have been stoned. He cried out. For mercy and God forgave his iniquity. There's a blood sacrifice for transgression, but there's not for an iniquity. But yet, he died. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement was upon him for our peace and with the stripes. Everything that he took from wounded, bruised, chastisement, and stripes were all had a reciprocal positive action back to us. You need to know this verse because this is your contract. My God. No sin can attach itself to you. Now, you can go swim in it if you want to. You can go back to the hog wall if you want to. You can go back and eat your vomit if you want to. But that's your choice. But there is no iniquity. 
There's no transgression can jump back in the wheelhouse and say, I own you, cowboy. Not one. There's not one accusation against you that the enemy can bring and say, I got you, big boy. Sister, you did that. I could get you. No, there ain't nothing bigger than the blood of Jesus. Nothing bigger than his stripe. Nothing bigger than his chastisement. Now, we'll fight for, he can't put that back on me. I'll not take that guilt anymore. But we'll go saddle up with, with, with diabetes. We'll just come and let's say, you know, well, I'll just put up with this. I don't know what to do. Are you healed? Well, I want to be. No, you've got to know it. You need to know this verse. It needs to be deep inside. You need to stain your spirit with this. Matthew eight seventeen. Anybody know that in your book? Matthew eight seventeen is the quote of this by Jesus. Look it up in your book. It's right there. Matthew eight seventeen. With his stripes we are healed. We were healed. First Peter two twenty four, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah. You need to know all those things. Those things shouldn't, just shouldn't be a reference that the preacher gives you. You need to get down on the side of you. Now, if, you're, if you've got things attached to your body, you've got to rev her up. Man, you've got to work it. You've got to say it out of your mouth. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Say so. We've got to say it and because we believe it. Now, you won't get this wrapped around your head just because you hear this tonight. But you've got to work this the rest of your life. The Bible says, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Well, I don't plan on checking out of here any sooner than he wants me to. I'm not going to let the devil and I'm not going to let disease, I'm not going to let infirmity be my deciding factor. Now, does it mean they're sinner if, if that stuff comes on you? Not at all. Because if that was a fact, there would be a lot of saints, a lot of preachers, a lot of prophets, a lot of evangelists that checked out before. And I don't believe it's... It's a, a, a lack of, of, of their sovereignty with the Lord. I don't believe it's weakness. I don't believe in it. But when you, I don't plan on dying guilty. I don't plan on dying ignorant with, with, a, with Alzheimer's. I don't plan on dying afflicted, poor, nothing. Because I'm the redeemed of the Lord say so. I plan going out on God's time when I'm old and decided. God and I have decided. Well, what if it don't, preacher? By God in heaven, I'm going to fight the whole way. Because I'm convinced that that's his plan. Amen. So whose report do you believe? Goliath's or this? Sorry, I've got to preach on this. Uh, <laughs> I'm about ready to born again. Yeah. Get on your knees right now. Right now. But you've got you to know Isaiah 51. You've got to know Matthew 8, 17. You've got to know 1 Peter 2, 24. You've got to know who Jehovah Rapha is. God, my healer. God, my healer. You get that down inside. You stain that. Young folks, you don't have any sickness or, or, or you know, physical impairments or anything like that. You know, just grab a hold of this. Because you'll have to fight her someday. If you've got something in your body, if you're having to take medication or something like that, rise up. You can live on medication and not have any guilt about it. But you don't have to. And I don't want to give any place to the devil. Fighting, being strong, and having this deep inside. Healing from the inside out instead of going looking for the van. Thank God for evangelists. You know, people, hundreds of people have been healed in our church by taking communion because you're visiting the cross. Hundreds. But that's from a time in God from the outside in. 
We need to have it on the inside. I am healed. I'm healed. I'm saved. He's trying to steal that all the time. He's trying to get guilt, trying to get me feeling down, feeling like, you know what, I'll just quit. I just, I'm just tired of this fussing with people. I need to shift out of here. I need to get me a boat somewhere and go float. <laughs> but we, we can't do that. We're war- we got armor. we got assignments. So we've got to rise up and say, I'm a soldier for the Lord. I endure hardness. I suck it up. I put on the right mind. I put my helmet on. I go to battle. That's how you have to, you know, uh, ratchet yourself up. It's the same thing with healing. You'll be tested for that like you will get and test your finances. How many believe God prospered you? I'm prospered. I'm prospered. It's coming from the inside out. Now, he's all the time sending some of IRS or bills or a breakdown or something. But I'm not going to let those outside things come and steal that reality. I am a rich man. I am a rich man. It's, it, but it's coming from the inside out. And you have to do the same thing with your healing. Amen. Woo-hoo. Sorry for preaching. Uh, dude, I like it. I like it. You, you know, the, uh, the reality is, is that a lot of people, you know, when they get a report or they, or they don't even need a report, they can just wake up one day and not feel normal. And it'll be on the Internet and... 30 minutes later, they can tell you all, they can pronounce words that you ain't never heard before. And they've studied this thing and they know all about it. And I don't know what it is. It's like we get some warm, fuzzy feeling being able to quote big, long words and tell people how it works and how we fight this thing. And this is what this doctor said. And they got a specialist over here. And by the end of the day, we know everything there is to know about this particular sickness or disease. If we would invest that kind of passion into the Word of God. And just get that inside of us. You know, uh, while pastor's talking, I, I just remember all the different times that, you know, after really, you know, coming to a place where I was really going to dedicate my life to God and, and how every day the enemy tried to convince me I really wasn't saved. You know, you, you just, you just, you can't possibly be saved. Look at what you just thought. Look at what you just did. Look at how you just acted. And I'll never forget the, the day that ended because I, I had a revelation. I am saved. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. The first thing the enemy did is he came to me that next day and he said, you're not really filled with the Holy Ghost. He moved from saved because I knew I was. And he shifted over to, you're not really filled with the Holy Ghost. And he started questioning that, and it took about a week before I figured out, wait a minute, this is the same argument we had before. <laughs> and now we get to, you know, you get past that, and here he comes with this one. Well, you're not really, you know, you're probably going to need healing. You know what? I am healed. I am healed. I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. And faith has got to be built it's got to be constructed. It's got to be added to. It's, it's, uh, I, I think we just got to get passionate and study God's Word. Know God's Word. You know, uh, ignore God's Word and suffer. You know, obey, agree with God's Word, grow rich, be blessed, have, have life. Um, it's the, the, the fullness of redemption that, that we need to embrace. The, the whole deal. 
just the just that you know just that whole thing. Where's that scripture in Hebrews? Um, oh boy, you were doing so good. You should have kept going right there. Um, yeah. Hebrews seven, twenty-two through twenty-five. Did I give you that? By so much was Jesus made a surety for a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by, any, by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. To the uttermost. That come unto God by him. He saves to the uttermost. Way out there. Not just barely yanking you out in time. But you're, you're saved to the uttermost. You know, that it goes beyond just making it to heaven. It's, you know, what are we going to believe God for? Wealth or are we going to accept poverty? What are we going to believe God for? Health or are we going to accept sickness? No, this, this gift that's been given to us is a lot deeper, a lot broader, a lot stronger than we're allowing ourselves to really come to grips with and to really understand. Mark 4.24 in the Amplified, the level of thought and study you give the truth you hear, that determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. You know, it says be careful what you hear. Give care to the truth you hear. Take time to really get in there and study God's Word and know God's Word. Understand it. it you know, it's, there's just some, there's so many tools available to us right here in that book that, that uh, position us to demonstrate Satan's defeat. I, I know we wish that we'd never have a challenge, that we'd never face a situation that would, you know, that would, that would just confront us, but we are conquerors. We are overcomers. And an overcomer isn't any good if he ain't got nothing to overcome. Hello? You know, we're we're overcomers. You know, life is hard. In this world, there's going to be tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome it all. If you're in Christ, you're a world overcomer. Right? You've got what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. You have everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. You just gotta gotta make that choice. Stand up and, and, and face the enemy and refuse to back down and cave in and give up and quit and accept a, a system of logic that's contrary to God's word. God's word says I'm healed. I'm gonna live healed. I'm living healed. I mean it. I, I'm just. I think. I think we just got to make a commitment. I'm. I'm going to live the rest of my life healthy. And when the when when sickness knocks on the door, I'm going to smack it upside the head with at least two or three healing scriptures. Right. I'm going to have going to have something in my arsenal that can prove that God said I'm healed. When you know when poverty comes, when financial stress comes, no, we're we're not going to accept that. We're going to rise up and we're going to we're going to walk in prosperity and we're going to demonstrate that that God has uh, given provision. We want the we want the full meal deal. We want the full meal deal. Amen. There's there's a verse and I was kind of looking for it in my notes. I didn't find it in my reference. 
But there's a verse where Jesus came and there was a, there was a sick man. And he said to the sick man, uh, <clears throat> rise up uh, and walk. You know, your sins are forgiven you. And the religious people, the political people says, that's blasphemy. Nobody can forgive but God himself. And the Lord said this to him. He says, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk? And the answer is exactly the same. There's not two. The same power of God that raised up Jesus from the dead with the redemption of our sins is the same Jesus at the same time that raised us up for our sicknesses, for the poverty, for the curse of, of guilt and shame. They all went on one time. And if you get that clear, big thought deep inside of you, I won't take that. Just like he'll put the guilt upon you. You ever drive down the road and somebody pulls out in front of you and you just say something? No, never. <laughs> I, I, you know, and then, or you say something to somebody in church you have a little conflict with and you say something later on you say, you know, I shouldn't have said that. Anybody like that? Maybe an in-law? Maybe at relative, maybe somebody on work site. You know, I shouldn't have acted that way. You know, and the Holy Ghost starts talking to you. And then that's when the devil can start saying, you know, you, you, you really aren't redeemed. You know, you, you really messed up. That's bad mess up. You said, you waved to that guy with that one finger, and that was not good. <laughs> you guilty thing. I mean, he, he, whatever it may be. Or you just made a mistake. Something popped up on your screen in the computer, and there's a naked lady, boys. And you just clicked, and boom, there he is. And, uh, and then afterwards, he beats the fire out of you. Well, you can say, you're not my judge anymore. i got one judge. His name is Jesus. Take it up with him. And you go to the Lord then say, God, I made a mistake. It goes away. Same thing. The same thing now you've got to apply. When sickness comes and attaches itself, I'm not taking that. Get out of here. Speak to it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. All the curse. But see, that's got to be not second nature. That needs not a written, a, a, um, you, you refer, refer to your notes. When you get that down on the inside of you, you gotta, it's got to be first nature. That's got what's got to come out of your mouth. When sickness comes up or poverty comes up or guilt comes up, you know, you, you, you feel bad or, or threats come into your home, you rise up and say that. Which is easier to say. I'm healed or I'm forgiven. Exactly the same. There's not two. That's a great thought. That's awesome. So maybe what we need to do is challenge ourselves not only to accept Jesus as our Savior, the way we think of a Savior as getting us out of hell, but maybe we need to receive Jesus as our healer. You know... To just, in that story that I started off with where Jesus spat in his eyes and, you know, how, how can you see? He said, you know what, I see men as trees walking. So Jesus prayed again. And then he said, I can see clearly. You know, this process, uh, if Jesus had to minister to him twice, there's a, there's a chance that, you know, tonight, as, as desperately as we'd love to bring revelation to you it might take more than one message but can i can i challenge you tonight to accept jesus as your healer to just allow him 
to truly be Lord even over your physical realm. That He would just get up there on the throne and be given authority in your life. So that you could just say, you know what? Jesus, I, I do. I receive you as my personal healer. And I believe in my heart that by your stripes I was healed. And I confess with my mouth I am healed. And we can just receive him tonight as a healer. Amen? You know what I'd like you to do tonight? Did, did you get something? Amen. Thank you, Pastor.